Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Uh, On tonight's show, we are going to cover what was week two in the NFL and try to uh, clean up this mess of injuries that has fallen upon us. Uh, But first, Mr. Kevin, how are you doing? Doing all right, buddy. Cooler temperatures out there. I was a little chilly tonight on the tennis courts, but alas, we got through it. Now I'm home. Uh, We got some things to talk about while they're fresh on our minds. Because I'm about ready to jump off the fantasy cliff here. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad you said that. Because that is a perfect segue into my attempt right now to vow that next year I will only be in two fantasy leagues. That's funny. Very As you know, now, Hold on. I'm in right now six leagues. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when I'm doing my rants and stuff about injuries and all that stuff, there are really only four leagues I care about. So... There are two leagues that I don't really – it's – they're free leagues. And I told you the one is a league I do at my school with other teachers. If my guy gets hurt in there, I don't I don't really care. I'm good with that. The other one, honestly, is a Sirius XM host dynasty league. I know I talk about it, but usually that's off-season stuff. Honestly, it's a, it's a team that I adopted two years ago. I didn't really have a, too much of a hand in building it. From the get-go, if I win, great. If I lose – it's a dynasty. I have a long time to fix this. So I don't really complain about that league either. There are four leagues that I really care about. And that is going to matter here in a minute. Um, My league of record and the once and done. That's going to be my goal for next year. That's all I do anymore. That's it. Right. That's it. I know. And, And I think it's the blueprint and I'm probably going to be miserable regardless but I have finally, Kevin, come to the re- realization, and I know we've talked about it and joked about it even last week on the show. I I am Bo Jackson. I am Rashawn Salam. Percy Harvin, J.C. Horn right now, guys that are undeniably talented but ca- cannot and could not escape bad luck. Who actually okay. sits there and tells the world that they're undeniably talented? Me and you, well, if anyone I, knows. <laughs> I am fantastic. Right. So let me share just one of my league of record. These are guys that are on my team. Jonathan Taylor. He was not on PUP when I drafted him. Yes, it was a gamble. I was willing to take that. Austin Eckler is on that team. Out indefinitely. David Montgomery is on that team. Out several weeks. Weeks. Cam Akers is on that team. He might not even be on a real team. Jalen Waddle is in the concussion protocol. DK Metcalf left the game with a rib injury. We'll see how that plays out. That's just one of these four teams that I that I care about. Now, you are a numbers guy, correct? Yes. Math. You are very intelligent. I always say that, and I'll I'll give you a tip of my hat. You are one of the most intelligent people I know. So let me ask you, Kevin, what are the odds that in four leagues that we talked about last week that I would face Tyreek Hill? The odds would be one in 12, right? Well, if there's a, if it's a 12 team league, yeah, it's roughly a eight, eight and a half percent chance. Well, I went up 
against him in three of those four Actually, leagues. That's a lie. It's more like a knives and chance because you're only playing against 11 teams. Although he could be on your team, but he's not. So it gets iffy there, but it's somewhere between eight and a half and 11.1%. Okay. What are the odds I go up against him or nine three nine percent in sorry. three of my four leagues? Well, then we, well, we multiply, you simply multiply by three. So in, in all three or that you would be in, you get to in one of the three leagues. I went up against him in three of my four leagues I care about. Because then yeah, we, that starts getting some really crazy math. Right, if you're up right. against him, in th- to say just one, it'd be in four yeah, leagues, so you multiply, it'd be like 36% chance that you could be. But then that you're in three, we start. it starts getting really – All of them. Right. Yeah. It starts getting it's, dicey. It's, we have to start doing things to the nth power and all these right, things right. to so, figure out. So the odds this week that I go up against T. Higgins in one of those four leagues – is is the same, right? If it's just but what one are the league, odds? Yeah. But what are the odds that I go up against T. Higgins and Keenan Allen in the same league? And what are the odds I go up against both of them in two different leagues? Yeah, you know, they, they get low. They start to get very low. That can't happen. We're, we're down in the low, the <laughs> low single digits. Dude, I went up against both of them, T. Higgins and Keenan Allen, in two separate leagues this week. I scored 141 points in one of my leagues. The most points scored by anyone this year. The guy I played scored 180. It's crazy. I can't. I The once and done. I played Zay Jones this week. What do you have, five for 55 last week? That's cool. I can do that in a once and done. He gave me a zero, Kevin. He However, sure did. there were two plays. Not one, but two where he had an end zone catch and just missed getting both feet inbounds by inches. You had Adam Troutman get you a goose egg too. I got two goose Now that one I'm okay with because that was a complete roll of the dice. Yeah. But the Zay Jones just missing two touchdowns by inches, it is wild. I, the odds of the of all of these things happening to me is so crazy. Oh, man, it's nuts. Uh, anyway, dude, we got Saquon Barkley, Jamal Williams, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. I mean, that's just running backs that are going to be out for a while. Maybe Barkley now they're saying he might – he could play Thursday. That's not happening, yeah. but maybe well, next week. They had to basically carry him off the field. Yeah, he uh, – the Chubb thing, yeah. I, I texted you, I said, of course, you were asleep because I was on my way home from work. For those of you out there that don't know how the knee works – and if you haven't seen it, go get on YouTube. Don't There's a really good one with a doctor on there, an orthopedic surgeon, to talk about it and, and show Don't it. Don't The do human it. body is not meant to bend like that, or it would. Um, the hyperextension about 45 degrees is just, it's just so warm. It's the type of thing that really only happens in like a car accident or if you jump off a four-story building. It it was unreal. All the things that had to come together for his knee to do that. And we were talking for the show. I'd say anywhere from three to five things literally either ripped or tore off the bone all within milliseconds of each other. It's just pop, 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 pop. It's so fast. I can't even say the pops fast enough to make your knee actually bend like that. And of course, we were talking to the, the popliteal artery back there. That's the real issue that obviously that was not compromised because you could bleed out that. Your knee bending that way can kill you within minutes. You you just bleed out. There's no way to stop the bleeding. If he ever plays again, 
it will be a, I, I can't say it'll be a miracle, but if he's ever anywhere close to what he currently is, arguably the best pure runner in the league, that will be a miracle. If he plays again, not a miracle. I'd say it's 50-50, certainly not playing this year. And he's not getting any younger either, but uh, it was ugly. It was cool. I mean, I love, not cool, I'm horrible because he seems like a great dude, but to actually see this human body, Ben, do something like that to me is really cool to see because it's so bizarre, so rare, so unique. But wow, that poor fella. The other injuries, these guys are going to come back from that stuff. Yeah, oh you know? yeah, for sure. But but Chubb is is done, and who cares about the owners? If you have him, whatever. But yeah, he seems like a good dude. It sucks. It's the same knee he did in college. So he's got a really long road ahead of him. Now, because misery loves company, I know. Uh... You had a little bit of adversity in your league of record as well. Yeah, so thanks for reminding me. Let's let's hear about that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So in my league of record, 16-team, as you all know, my master plan has worked to perfection, except for the part, my French, the mother effing idiot running the team, this guy. <laughs> This week, I played my nephew with his trash-ass team and Zach Wilson playing because Aaron Rodgers is out. I, in my infinite wisdom, score my nine starters 93 points. My eight bench, 122. (laughs) Kirk Cousins, George Pickens, Brian Robinson with his 28 points, Sky Moore, all these guys on my bench, I play A.J. Dillon is stellar six points. I play, uh, who's the other, all that idiot Hopkins, who I just need to get rid of. He is such trash playing with Ryan Tannehill. And I get nothing, and I end up losing. So, And on top of it, Alave steps two inches out of bounds. Cost me about 11, 12 points. I would have went 2-0 and instead of 0-2 because we play the league average also. Zach Wilson, yeah, he had 10.5 points the whole game. Well, guess what? Nine or ten of them were on one play. And that I just screwed, screwed, screwed. The fantasy gods hate me. I don't know what else Welcome. to do. And all these points on my bench. And it's funny if when you look at the league, um, they do the league ranking, some whatever convoluted formula they have. I'm still number two. I'm freaking two and two. I'm ahead of a four and oh team and four three and one teams. I'm still ranked ahead of them on the weekly rankings <laughs> because my team's just freaking amazing. But the idiot running it plays all the wrong people. And the idiot I'm talking to <laughs> fully corroborated my lineup no, this week. One. Only one. I said play pickings. I don't think I said you did. did. I don't think I'm you did. Almost, I'm almost certain no, I did. I don't think you did. I think that's I told you not guy. to play Hopkins, I thought. No, you didn't. You said you thought he might have a decent game. The, what we were worried about was Amari Cooper. Who ended up having he, a good game. He would have yeah. been... He wasn't enough ahead of Hopkins. I still would have went 0 and 2. It just would have been a little bit closer. Hopkins had six points. I think he read what, like 10. Um, but it was it's just a nightmare now. So there are those of you out there in the world that know sometimes you have a team that's so good, but you leave so many points on the bench every week. Like this was a league where we played all like it was just straight up best ball. I would murder everyone every week. If it was just straight up, you play all 17 on your thing, I would murder everyone. But thank you for taking such great joy in my pain. It makes me 
Feel good. Why don't we talk about your stellar once and done start so far? Oh, you we both know we're not worried about that. No, it's what way too I? early, but you yeah, have dug to... yourself quite a hole. I'm 50 points out of 11th place for the playoffs. And that's, I got. It's funny. You only have to be in 12th. Top 12 make it. Oh, well, there. I'm even closer. Um, And that's, you have all season to do it. And you and I talked before the show, these jokers in first, second, third place with all these points, they're playing all of their guys. They played Kelsey and Mahomes. Uh, it, it's nuts. Well, let's not give out too many uh, industry secrets here. Now, well. quickly. We live in a different world, people, than the one we grew up in. Okay. Can you imagine you, you, when you played, even when you were in college, mm -hmm. if you had a headache, oh. can you imagine going over to your coaches and say, Coach, I think I need to not play because I'm a real freaking sissy and I have a headache. Will you take me out, please? So Carson Wentz so in the playoff game a couple years ago? Well... I could not thought you that. were going to talk about him anymore because you know I can't help myself. About my... I can't. I can't I can, there's article I can again, and then they get all no, no, fired no. up at me, tell me it's too much time. But... What are you getting at? But no, I, the, I I had one time I had um. I'm getting actually, at Anthony I... Richardson. Oh, uh, did he go to the coaches? He's midway through the second quarter. It's already 18 points. He's dominating, and he says, "Coach, I have a headache. I can't play anymore." I just don't know what to do with that. It's just so frustrating. I was talking to somebody tonight that's actually in our league, the once and done, Mr. Larry Casessa. And we're just like, is this really where we are now? You have a headache. I mean, you jumped up, you're fine. And you have a headache, you missed two passes, and you asked to be taken out of the game. I know somebody on here listening is going to say, well, it's all about their health and safety. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Really, you take yourself out of the game? Yeah, I have a few um, stories like that, but I know one, um, I was running the ball and I got tackled and we have it on film. You see me stand up and I, I look around, I look to both sides of the field and I start walking uh, to the wrong huddle. And then you see the referee come up and grab me. And the only thing I remember from the incident is I remember the ref asking me if I was okay and saying, yes, sir, can you just show me to my huddle? And that was it. They he took me, out of the game. He took me out of the game. Okay. I, I was just trying to find my own guys. I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, it is a different time and place. And what you know, that probably wasn't good for me. But, well, yeah. So again, I lose by just a handful of points. If he'd have kept playing, I most likely still would have went two and zero. So it's very frustrating to me. And and anybody that wants to yell at me and tell me I'm whatever and it's old fashioned whatever, I don't really care. Take that crap. It's called an occupational hazard. You're getting paid however many millions of years. Lots. Deal with the fact that Lots. your head hurts a little bit. If you don't want your head hurt, don't play football. Well, did you did you watch the Kelsey documentary? No. I did. And and he said something. I don't know that I fully agree with this, but he was talking about, you know, with this career and, you know, I could end up with CTE and maybe I don't remember my grandkids. But to be able to play in the NFL for 12 years and set my family up with generational wealth and make the impact I have in my community, it might be worth it. So he is a guy that is obviously, you know, he's an older fella, old school. He is, I mean, willing to accept the fact that, look, this could be terrible for me. It might be bad, but it is what I signed up for. Yeah. So so we get back to it. Would you, if you had a headache on the sideline, would you beg your coach no. to take you out? 
I wouldn't do it if Beg I played them to flag. stay in. If I played in an old man flag football league right now, I wouldn't take myself. No, out. no. And if somebody wanted to take you out, you'd beg them to stay in, let yeah, alone no. try to get out. It's just madness to me. And nonetheless, again, okay, yeah, I'm just being pissy here because it probably cost me my 4-0 start, divisional loss. Yes, but even without, I just can't get behind all these guys in this sissified world that we live in now. All right, so we get we we do have some injuries. Let's look at it from a fantasy standpoint. You know, okay. let's pretend you're in a 12 team like snake draft, like a normal normal ish league. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's going to be out a couple weeks probably. How do you feel about Matt Breida? I don't. Yep, I agree. I mean, some people are going out and getting him, and he might have the workhorse role, but the team's terrible, and I've seen him play, and he's not good. Now, we did get burned with Josh Kelly on this because. He spent Crash. two, three years doing nothing and all of a sudden looks good this year until obviously the week we play him in the once and done. We play him, he does not. Um, Jerome Ford, he's got to be a priority add. Kevin Stefanski already came out and said, even if they add a running back, he's going to be um, the lead dog. So that's a guy you have to go out. I, I heard I'm with some- he had a big night, but let's be realistic. Yeah. 80% of his output was on one play. So it's and not like he was exactly tearing it up. He had one super long run, and then that, that was 80% of what he did. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's Nick Chubb because that is a crock, and they already said they hosted Kareem Hunt today. Why would you not? That's a no-brainer to bring him in. Yeah, I um I heard people on podcasts and stuff saying they would drop 85% of their fab money for Jerome Ford. 85 out of 100 bucks. Let them. They're putting. Let them. No uh, more pickups the rest of the season for those people. I know. Um, Pierre Strong, though, as of right now, he's Jerome Ford's backup. I, two, three dollars. I wouldn't mind throwing him on the end of my bench. I can drop him whenever I want to. Don't care. Yeah. yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. We love right, him. Even if they sign Hunt or trade for Acres, yep. well, if they trade for Acres, Acres will most likely end up getting a lot of carries. And that's why I can't drop him off my the two teams I have him on. I have to keep him because of that exact reason. That's such a strange where, scenario there altogether. I I can't even. That's that's an entire podcast, right? He there. had he either banged Chamavay's daughter, ran over his dog, or but he had to do something awful because I cannot understand talent wise why the dude you hate him so much that you don't even dress him. How do you feel about Craig Reynolds? I mean, Jameer Gibbs is going to get probably a lot of the workload for the Lions, but Craig Reynolds is performing more. He's going to be that up-the-middle banger, goal-line guy, probably. I mean, he's a guy. Three, four bucks. It depends on if your team is trash or you're the guy that's having all these injuries. You're throwing darts. You're doing anything you can to compete. Pretend like I am. With my team, I, I don't have anybody to dump to take a flyer on some nobody. Right. Um, so can we drop AJ Dillon? Can we drop AJ Dillon? That affects both of us. I don't know how you can because terrible. The reason you have AJ Dillon on your team is if Aaron Jones gets hurt, he's the guy. And then he got hurt and he still didn't do anything. Aaron Jones is hurt and AJ Dillon is not. Average three and a half yards a carry, one catch for eight yards, did nothing. It's bad. He doesn't look good. His stats he are plods. He's plotting. Oh, my gosh. It's Oh, it's awful. 
Yeah, he's brutal. He he's the guy on my team that if I have to just straight drop somebody, yes, unfortunately yes. it's going to be him because yeah, I don't have okay. any more years on him. That's it's either be either him or Hopkins, just because neither one. I, but Hopkins, I think I have one year left, so I'm taking penalties in the next year. Jerome Ford or AJ Dillon? Oh, Jerome Ford. That's he's a, and it's he's not a, close, right? No, well, he's an actual starter. AJ Dillon's just a glorified <laughs> backup. It's think about that. Jerome Ford over AJ Dillon, and it's not close. Part mm. part of it is is system. It's not just that I think Jerome Ford's some oh, yeah. amazing back, but it's obvious that no matter who runs for Cleveland, that system, they're gonna they're gonna pile up some yardage. And they need to run because they have arguably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, there might be uh, – well, I don't know. There's some pretty bad ones out there. But Who's uh, worse right now? Any pick, it doesn't look has very he even good. Shown a, has he even thrown a touchdown yet? That's a good question. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't That's know that he question. has. Um, all right, let's get into some of these games. Thursday night, uh, my Eagles won against the Vikings, although still not pretty. The first few drives, I am looking at the TV thinking, why are we forcing the – it felt like we were forcing the pass – just run the ball. Um, Kirk Cousins is your QB one in fantasy after two weeks. Uh, Alexander Madison, my gosh, is he bad two weeks in a row? Tyler Ty Chandler's nothing. Justin Jefferson is obviously the man. Jordan Addison, two touchdowns, two weeks in a row. Uh, he's not getting much volume. What, three catches, I think, week one, three catches week two, but he's finding his way to the end zone. TJ Hawkinson blew up for you with two scores in that. Uh, more about t- uh, Eagles facing tight ends later in the show. Jalen Hurts, again, doesn't look right. 18 for 23, so the completion percentage yeah. is there, but that the you know the stats and stuff aren't only 193 passes, one touchdown, but obviously he ran for two because they get the tush push. It's impossible to stop. Stupid but ass they- play. So stupid. DeAndre Swift, 28 carries, 175 yards and score. Um, and then Devonta Smith, four for 131 in touchdown. He's the big play guy, although A.J. Brown just missed connecting with Jalen Hurts on two plays. So uh, it was there for him, just didn't happen. So here's – I read an article today, this thing about how something's missing, you know. Something's just not right. Something doesn't look the same as last year. And now right. you have a team that's 2-0, and a lot of mouths to feed, and your star player is already on the sideline bitching and moaning and crying that he's not getting the ball enough. Something is just off. And I was, of course, I have the Eagles D in my league of records, so I was texting you the other night how awful they are. And, of course, you're trying to tell me how great they are. Because no, I did not. But no, nonetheless, not. No. nonetheless, no, something is off here. And your I, boys are very fortunate that they're not 0-2. And I think if they had to play like the Cowboys or Niners like this week, no, they might get blown out. And uh, it might be the best be thing ready. for them because they might say, you know what? These teams aren't going to hand us the NFC again. May, is that what it is? Is this just a little holdover from last year? Like we think we're just going to run rough shot through everybody? Well, well they don't have the same play. You're the Eagles guy. You tell me. Because I, on the outside looking in, something is amiss. They're 2-0. and Yes, I get that. Bravo. But something is not the same. Two big things. Number one, Shane Steichen is gone. He's now the head coach of the Colts. He was Both the of them are going, right? Both coordinators, right? Yeah. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, is gone as well. 
That's what happens when you make it to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, outside of that, if you look at the Eagles starting offensive line since Jason Kelsey's been the man at center, because Kelsey, what sets him apart, he's undersized. That dude can move. He can pull. He's the yep. most athletic center in the league, and it's probably not close. So what the Eagles did, knowing they have an undersized center, is they beefed up the guards. Well, right now, the right guard is Cam Jurgens, who is a great center himself from Florida State, drafted two years ago. He is Jason Kelsey's immediate backup. So when Kelsey's gone, Cam Jurgens becomes a center. Problem is, Jurgens is Kelsey's size. He's only 300 pounds. Normally, those guards for Phillies like 330, 340. So they have a beefier interior line. If you watch, Cam Jurgens is getting blown up. Wasn't he there last year? No, he was not on the starting okay. uh, lineup last gotcha. year. Gotcha. No. Uh, he, I'm sure he filled in for injuries here and there, but um, no. So that's a big reason right there, and I'm surely they know. And they drafted what was his last name's um, Steen, I think, from Oklahoma. He's a big boy. I'd like to okay. see him get in there and get some work just to see what he has. Okay, so what's number two? You said there were two reasons. That was two. The first one oh, the first was just that the coordinator's going. So you think it's just that simple. That's why their defense is getting manhandled because just that? Well, the defense, it was a lot of turnover too. I mean, like um, Gardner Johnson's playing for – well, what well, he's out now um, for Detroit, but – uh, I still got to see more of Reed Blankenship. I know he's played well before. Plus the linebacking core, that's all new. I think every single linebacker's new this year. Um, and the defensive line, oh, I'll tell you what, though, Jalen Carter. Now, I know Fletcher Cox is getting older, but he's still making some plays. If uh, Jalen Carter, man, gosh, he looks great. Their, their run defense, you can make their own is the best in the league. Yeah, because of those guys in there. Tyler Steen yeah. is that guy's but but sooner or later, I mean, Cousins is a, is a Cousins. It's funny with Brady retiring, Cousins might be the best pure pocket passer in the NFC. Maybe the him or him or Stafford. Yeah, dude. How about Stafford? We'll get to him in a little bit. Yeah, he was nice. But uh, for those to to touch from earlier, I sat Cousins and played Anthony Richardson, and that cost me sixteen points. So zero and two instead of two and zero. Maybe wouldn't have. All right. Let's go to where your Ravens got a nice road win against the Bengals, who still were asleep at the wheel for the first half of football before they woke up. Lamar it's Jackson playing now. Yeah, Lamar Burrow. Jackson. Um, 237 to two through the air, 54 yards on the ground. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill got the same amount of touches, basically, but I think Hill played more snaps. Regard, no matter what, Gus Edwards was the better player, average over six yards of carry and a touchdown. Zay Flowers, man, two weeks in a row. On top of his four catches, they also got him another carry this week. So he's got something like 18 opportunities in two weeks. They are basically kind of force-feeding him the ball, which is nice. They should. He's the best He's the best playmaker on the team besides oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Why shouldn't they? Your guy, Nelson Aguilar, caught a touchdown pass, which is extremely fluky. But How did that happen? I, Dude, I don't know. I mean, you could hand the guy the ball and he'd drop it. I, it was a nice play. It's a nice catch. Great throw. Great oh, yeah. Everything about it was good. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, at one point had like 84 yards passing again in like the deep in the second quarter. It was ugly. Uh, but he was able to turn it around, two touchdown passes. Mixon was his same boring self. He's just – he's got to find the end zone to get you something. But he's still he had a good work. game, though. I mean, he he averaged 36. almost five yards a carry. 
Yep, I know. Jamar Chase, he's got to be wide receiver 82 on the season, I bet. He's got, Five what, catches. 10 catches for 70 yards so far, I think? Maybe. maybe I think maybe. that's what it is. But T. Higgins, buddy, 8 for 89 and 2. 10 for 70. We, we, uh, we I don't know if we did this on the show, but we definitely called it talking to each other that T. Higgins was going to blow up. That yeah, was he was in my once and done lineup. I was smart enough to remove him for Elijah Moore and his three points. <laughs> Hey, me. I'm brilliant. Oh, man. Sorry. Why oh. do any of you listen to anything we say? We're idiots. Oh, we have no so idea. No. I told somebody tonight that my mom might as well run my team. She couldn't do any worse than I do. Oh, man. This is good stuff. I don't think I'm a great GM. I'm just a horrible head coach. Right. Yes. That, 100%. 100%. Um, all right. So, go. are the Bengals bad? No. It's just he's hurt. That that everything runs through Joe Burrow. He's arguably the second best quarterback in the league behind Mahomes. He's hurt. He can't push off. He can't throw. There's already talk he's going to sit, not just this week, multiple Maybe. weeks. They might even put him on the IR because him playing at 25% is not going to work. If you can't push off and throw, I don't care who you are. You could be Elway, Marino, Manning, any of them. Mahomes, it's not going to work. You have to be able to push off to throw. This is the NFL we're talking about. You 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 can't get away with weak, crappy throws. It just it doesn't work. So there's a real chance he's going to be out for four weeks. Yeah, that's um, it. That's all it is. Okay, he's I, not I agree. I agree. And it's I mean it is killing Jamar Chase. Absolutely. Well, yeah, of course Chase. it is. Not killing T. Higgins though. Although Higgins no. went. From zero catches to this week, eight for 89 and two TDs. Uh, next game had a 68-point total. You love seeing that. The Seahawks, I have no idea who they are. I don't know how you get smashed by the Rams in week one and then beat the Lions, who ju- who played a decent game and just beat the defending champs and the Chiefs two weeks in a row. But, you know, this is the NFL. Geno Smith, 328-2. I'll take it. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Gosh, driving me nuts. Two goal line touchdowns, only 43 yards rushing, only average two and a half yards a carry. Although some of those carries, he looked good. He was just the the injuries on the offensive line for the Seahawks. Yeah, he, are... he was getting hit in the backfield a lot. He he did not. It's not yeah. like this was all on him. When you're getting hit as you're taking taking the handoff, it's hard to get anywhere. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to see. He probably had as many negative yards like uh, rushes with a negative yardage that he did positive yards. It was tough sledding for him. I told um, you Ken was still going to be the bell cow, but you, you scoffed. Uh, I wasn't sure. No, you scoffed. There's a scoffing. There's a definite scoffing. There may, there may have been some scoffing. He, uh, I can't hide my love for Zach Charbonnet. Who's nothing. You can keep him on your bench. If you have to drop him for someone like, you know, a yeah. guy we talked about, that's fine. But, you know, if Kenneth Walker goes down, you're going to want him there. DK left the game with rib injuries, and I texted you immediately. I'm like, here we go again. It's already started. Yeah, you did. This week. Uh, six for 75. It's great. He just, we got to get him to score like he did last week. But that was all for Tyler Lockett. Uh, two touchdown catches for him. And then the Lions, as we met, well, Jared Goff had a nice game, 323 and three. He's great at home. Jared Goff plays at home. You put him in your lineup. Yeah. So I played him. Right. David Montgomery, another 
perfect Montgomery game. 67 yards rushing, a touchdown. The problem is he's now going to be out for who knows how long. So this will be Jameer Gibbs' show. Monroe St. Brown, 6 for 102. Let's do it. But Josh Reynolds stole two touchdowns, and Khalif Raymond got one. So um, one takeaway from this, though, is Zach or Sam Laporta, two nice games in a row for him to start yep. his NFL career. Five for 63, and last week was what? Three or four catches, I think, it, for 52 it yards. It wasn't a bunch. Like it was five, well, five for 39. Oh, five targets. So, but that's a nice start. For it's great for rookie, tiny rookie tenants, hardly ever do anything. Let me ask you a quick question. Yeah, if Montgomery good. wasn't hurt for at least this season, hopefully not for the future, are we in this dangerous world where Jameer Gibbs is? occasionally in the game, but really just a glorified third down receiving back. Did they really use that much draft capital to put him in on third down? Well, they did say that he was going to be eased in slowly. Now, before this game, they came out like, you know, he's going to get a bigger workload. It didn't really happen, Uh, but it's going to happen now, buddy, unless they just want to feed Craig Reynolds every other carry. You seem to be Uh, high on Craig Reynolds. Yeah, I know they, they are. We'll see. Uh, but I, uh, I'm going to go for Craig Reynolds in a league or two and see what happens. Just a couple bucks. Well, I mean, I but, love the uh, guy's name. This will be, uh, of course, you do. This will be a uh, the Jamar the Jamar Gibbs show, Jameer Gibbs show here soon. I think, okay. depending on how long Montgomery's out. Uh, the Colts beat the Houston Texans. Not really a, a feat, but uh, a win is a win. Gardner Minshew. He had some pretty bad throws, but he didn't look awful. He obviously won the game. You know, he had a – yeah, well, he had a head start with Anthony Richardson. Only 6 for 10, 56 yards, but, come on, 35 yards around. Two rushing touchdowns for the quarterback before he checked himself out of the game. Zach Moss, that was an easy start, 88 yards and a score for him. Uh, And then the receivers, because there wasn't a whole lot of passing – Nothing to really write home about unless you're in a full-point PPR, in which case Michael Pittman got you double digits. It's funny. I I pride myself on at least knowing the names of most offensive players (laughs) in the league. I've never heard of Kylan Granson. So I've definitely heard – I have definitely heard of Kylan Granson, but I have not heard of Will Mallory. I never heard of Will Mallory either, either one of them. Why do the Colts do this year after year? They have they'll have like five tight ends on the yes. roster, and all of them play oh. and grab a catch yes. or two, and they all catch touchdowns. And everything besides all this, Anthony Richardson looked like the singular best player on the field until I got okay. I'll just be quiet because I was almost going to say something that probably would offend somebody. So I'll just be quiet. I'll say something that won't offend anyone. I don't think CJ Stroud looks pretty good. The dude almost had 400 yards yeah, passing. Almost. I understand we're playing catch up most of this game, uh, but he had two touchdowns and no picks. I mean, I I will take this CJ Stroud. I love it. I warned everyone via our Facebook page uh, not to play Damian Pierce. Uh, hopefully, everyone heeded that warning because a 2.1 headed of what took headed of headed it. Took headed, headed took headed it of. What are you saying? Everyone took headed of your advice. Heated. 
Do you not? You don't watch The Office, do you? You are one of the most ridiculous human beings. I do beings. watch The Office. I must be missing this reference, Kevin. It's the whole one with Dwight. They, he's he got in trouble because he did the fire alarm thing. Okay. Nobody took headed of his advice. Okay, it's a whole office routine, and that that okay. one of the is voted by online fans as the second greatest episode behind Dinner Party. Oh, that's that that one's too awkward for me. That dinner party makes me feel so uncomfortable. It was voted by fans, including myself, to be the number one uh, office episode. Are you voting Nico Collins as front runner for what the I hell? Mean, I mean, what what is this? What seven for one forty six and a touchdown? If you would have told me at the beginning of the season he even had one game like this, I'd have told you you were crazy. What if and, I told you? And Robert here we Woods are, two had, weeks in a row. The guy's got two hundred twenty-six yards and a touchdown. What if I told you Robert Woods was going to go six for seventy-four? Basically, I'd say you were crazy because he really needs to just retire and go to the old folks. I don't think, no, he doesn't. He's doing all right. I, I don't. I was glad John Mechie got his little. Did yeah, they just let too. him catch that ball just as a feel-good story? Maybe there's the last guy, but happy for the dude. He's a Hagerstown dude. Beat cancer. Good for him. Yep, do like that. Uh, anything else? Are you Tankdale? Nothing, right? Because yeah, these are two teams that nobody gives a crap about. But the Colts, I'm sure, did you see what they said today? Even with that uh, concussion, they have zero plans to change how they're going to play Anthony Richardson. Yeah, and the well, thing hey. is, Anthony Richardson, if you're listening, and I know you're not, this is the NFL. You're not playing <laughs> uh Alabama AM Tech anymore. When you finish a run, finish it. Don't stop short so that some dude can come rip your freaking head off. That's why he got hurt. Did you see the play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As he was going in, he checked up. Yep. This is the NFL. You're going to get hit. So you best keep on moving. Or if he just kept going full speed, he wouldn't have got hit. But he decided to check up and he got lit up. Next thing you know, his head's bouncing off the ground. Next thing you know, He's a little baby. I'm I'm sorry for your loss, Kevin. I'm going to send him a box of something, but I'm not going to tell people what it is because if there's any ladies on here, I don't want to offend anyone. Um, well, someone that is offending people are Justin Fields owners who drafted him in like the fifth round of their. I fantasy. love him. I love him sucking. I I don't know why. There's just something about it because and it's not anything to do with him. The, all the people who talk him up, build him up, like he's the next great thing. I love that he is just sucking. Four carries for three yards. He did score. I'll give him the rushing touchdown, four carries for three yards. And honestly, his three yards rushing were only 32 less than their leading running back, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, though, did did good things for you. Six for 104. Squeaky wheel gets a grease there. He needed uh, some work after being ignored, basically, in week one. And, uh, dude, don't look now. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and zero behind Baker Mayfield. The worst division in football has three, teams three two and zero teams. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Rashad White looked be- much much better in this one. Seventy three yards on the ground plus a score. Yeah. But I tell you what, man. Plus he had five catches for thirty yards. Mike Evans. We said, at least I said in the preseason. Baker Mayfield does a couple things well. He can throw it two feet in front of him, and he can throw it 30 yards downfield. And Mike Evans is eating it 
up six yeah. for 171 in a score. Godwin, the guy in the middle, that's that was the worry, I think, with Baker Mayfield. He's not great at those mid-range throws, and we're kind of seeing it. Um, but even Kate Otten, six for 41. These, you know, in the tight end landscape, you'll take that. But Godwin had eight targets. I mean, so it's not he like did. he's not the same number of targets as Evans. He's just it's just different. Five for 58. Yeah, right. Exactly. Five for 58. Anything I'm glad I took week? Evans out of my once and done lineup as well because he had a weak game. Seven points for the Bucks. I mean, they look better now than they did with Brady last year, and that's that's not me being weird or anything. For it's, the moment, but they played who the Bears and who they play right. in Week One, Carolina or something. Who was somebody awful? Um, it wasn't Carol. Carolina played Atlanta. Uh, but yeah. Next one, dude. The Chiefs. Who are they? I don't know who the Seahawks are. Who are the Chiefs? You just lost to the Lions in week one. And I don't want to say you barely beat the Jags because it didn't feel, you, you know, like an yeah. eight-point win. It felt like more than that. But you still only won by – it's a one-score game against the Jaguars, who are a decent team, but you are you are the Chiefs. And you had Travis Kelsey. Uh, 300 yards for Mahomes and two scores, but he did have a pick. Pacheco had 70 yards on the ground. Love it. Um, Kelsey. Obviously, he's in, so he scored a touchdown. That's kind of what he does no matter what. But our guy, Sky Moore, man, only three grabs, but 70 yards, two big plays, one of them being a touchdown. Yeah. I need this again, Sky. Yeah, thanks for it. reminding me. Oh, yeah. Because he's your points, points on my bench. Here's the thing, uh, though, with the Chiefs. They had over 100 yards rushing, over 300 yards passing. It's not like they weren't moving the ball. They just weren't scoring. Yeah, right. And – but that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, they score. That's that's what the Chiefs do. Yeah. I, I, I guess the way I'd look at it is, as weird as it is, I mean, they're winning even when they don't score. That's, that's yeah. got to scare the league a little bit. When you're holding the Jags to only nine. Well, right. You, you If you're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to score yourself. Right. And zero touchdowns is not going to make it happen, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Um, and because there's no touchdowns, there's only one real guy to talk about, and that's the guy who was completely forgotten about last week, Christian Kirk, eleven for one ten. Yeah. That's that's got to be a fourteen targets. Part of it was Ridley missed yeah. a good portion of the game. Yeah, but there's a little ankle thing, so he was out of the game a good bit. He did. He had one catch that was unbelievable. It's like he was the only guy in the stadium that could have made yeah. that catch. He. He is so talented, but two for 32 after blowing up week one, obviously not cool, dude. Not no, cool. No, because he was in my lineup and his 4.2 right. points just really didn't cut it. Right. <sighs> um, Don't look now, but another one of those 2-0 and o teams is the Atlanta Falcons. What is happening? And I actually, all right, I, I think I texted you this question, but you did not respond. And, and I'm going to need, I'm gonna need a response for you. They, the I thought Falcons I did them. respond to that. Uh, maybe I don't think you asked you did, me if the, this is. You asked me. I respond to you. Asked if this if this could work in the NFL, and I said, "Well, it certainly is now." Okay. Yeah. All right. So what I asked was, and the Falcons beat the the Packers by one, 25-24, in walk off fashion with some questionable play calling by Arthur Smith, but it all worked out. Um, is the Tennessee Titans' way of football effective in the NFL? Because it seems like the Titans and their run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, no matter what, 
if they have great coaching and it, it seems to work out for the Titans. I don't think last year it did very well, but you know, in recent memory, the Titans usually outperform their preseason expectations. But wasn't Derrick Henry did, hurt half the year last year? Or was that the year yeah. before? Last oh, year no, he was well, good. Well, Tannehill was hurt last year. They were starting okay, to leak yeah, well. So, yeah. Stuff. No, um, I think it can work. You have to have a defense to go with it, though. And I and think the Falcons, the Falcons have a decent one right now. It's blossoming. I'll yeah. give it that. I'm not saying they're a top 5D, but it's good enough. And then you have these guys. And B. John, again, I don't know if you got to see any of this game. Oh, I did. Again, watching him, it's like watching Javante Williams two years ago. When he is on the field, there is nobody even in his league. He's so much better I, than everybody on the field. Can I tell you what scares me to death? And I think you're going to agree with me. We've already mentioned his name tonight. Saquon Barkley. I don't you think are he that, that big, though. He's not that big. Okay. It just worries me. When you have dudes that are that crazy athletic with bigger body sizes. I mean, man, he's only, he's so- only 215 pounds. He's not. Okay, it's just hard for that body to keep up there. Now, obviously, I'm rooting for him, and I want it. I don't want that to be the case. He is a joy to watch, and he's a lot quicker in traffic now than in college. That was the only thing I could find I didn't like about him is he took so much time making moves and you know breaking tackles. I'm like, he's not going to have this much time in the NFL, but he is go go go. He's great, man. Yeah. I love watching. Average there six um, yards to carry. Oh, yeah. Desmond Ritter, you know, he is Desmond Ritter. You don't want him starting your uh, – being the starting quarterback for your team unless he's given 19 handoffs to Bijan Robinson and 16 handoffs to Tyler Algier. And then he ran the ball 10 times himself. Scored. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, why, that's crazy. And then Drake London, you're lucky he found the end zone because, once again, it ain't happening for these receivers, dude. They had five guys – catch a pass and uh Bajan was one of them the, and two of them were tight ends john Deere smith had four catches i i bet half of america didn't even know he's on the team i knew that he was there but i didn't real i honestly didn't know until right now that he had four for 47 i i i saw him make a couple catches um obviously i knew he was there i forgot he was there until i saw him make a couple catches um this is frightening because not only did he outcatch out yardage pits, he also had more targets. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. John, I mean, John U. Smith is a Titan, right? <laughs> Was Arthur Smith in Tennessee when John U. played? He's got his guys, maybe. Probably. Yeah, he would have been there because he's only in New England for just what? The last one year or two years? I think it was just one. Yeah, I think it was just one. So, yeah, he was definitely there and Arthur Smith was there. And the, the scary Lo- thing of B. John, dude, 19.2 points and didn't even score. I know. Well, because he had, what, was it four for 48 or something in the air? Four like for that. 48, 19 for 124. Yeah, dude's a monster. Um, Jordan Love, two weeks in a row, three touchdown passes, no picks. Pretty impressive. We are talking about A.J. Dillon and his mediocrity. Gosh, he's bad. He is uh, awful. And then... And then the thing that's Jordan loves killing you with is that he two of his touchdown passes in week one went to Romeo Dobbs, who most people didn't play because he wasn't even sure if he was going to play. And then this week, all three of them went one went to Dontavian Wicks. There's a name you never heard. 
and two of them went to Jaden Reed. And Jaden Reed's a rookie, but he was not in very many lineups. So he had four catches for 37 yards, just two of them were TDs. That's it. And that's wasn't that the exact same stat line for Romeo Dobbs last week? Yeah. I mean, their whole offense barely got over 200 yards for the whole game. I know. Well, it didn't it didn't end up as a W. So it certainly didn't. Um, I'm interested in this. This Falcon team's got me. I'm going I'm to pay attention to them. I'm a lot, lot more games to play, but yes. Yeah. I think adding B. John was the greatest thing they could have done in that draft because it is allowing them to play a very basic offense, but with maybe arguably the most dynamic guy in the league right now. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that helps. He might be. Um, The Raiders got destroyed by the bills 38 to 10 uh josh jacobs was un- not the leading rusher in the game surprisingly nine carries for negative negative, negative two, two yards, yards. Uh, trey tucker was in fact the leading rusher for the raiders with one carry for 34 yards the only person worth having here is Devontae adams six for 84 and a score other than that sorry about you Buffalo, Josh Allen finally looked like Josh Allen. Only six incompletions, 274 yards, three touchdowns. James Cook, big game, 17 for 123 on the ground. Although Damian Harris and Latavius Murray found the end zone um, on short runs. Not fair. I hate that. That's what it's going to be all year. That's not changing. I know. know. Six for 92. He got a touchdown. Stephon Diggs did not. But he did get seven catches for 66 yards, um, and that's really it. Dawson Knox scored, if you care about that. Yeah, this is just a stupid game. A really great yeah. team against a really awful team. Yeah. Um, does Do your leagues do negative points for negative yardage? Uh, you get – it's – yes, but it's just negative whatever he got. Yeah, so well, like, uh, I'm just saying some some leagues don't. If you're just – if you have negative two yards, you're just at zero. My league, and then once and done, you got negative point two points for that. Yeah, well, I certainly didn't start Josh Jacobs, thankfully. Um, we mentioned the Titans football, the way they play, and they beat the Chargers, who are zero and two. Are the Chargers ever going to be good? Ever, ever. You need to be able to play defense, and and you, I'm sure you've seen the memes this week. They're the first team in the history of the league to score what fit over 50 some points some amount of like yardage and zero turnovers and still be on to the first team in history other teams have done that but they've all been either two and oh most all of them were i think one of them was maybe one and one only first team ever to be zero and two with all those stats because they can't play defense it's wild man. it's we'll wild we'll be talking about that later because they play the yeah. vikings this week yeah. in oh, minnesota yeah. i believe Yes, it is in Minnesota. Herbert was good for you, 300 yards and two scores through the air. Um, Josh Kelly, after dominating last week, 13 carries, yards, way to go. Keenan Allen, I mentioned I had to go up against him in not one but two leagues while he was prepared with T. Higgins. Eight catches, 111, and two scores. Gosh, what a jerk. Mike Williams was good for you, eight for 83, uh, and that's it. Although I'm going to give you another name that you never heard of, Stone Smart. Caught a pass. With two T's. Stone smart. Smart to T. Smart to T. Smart to T. That is that is something. Definitely uh, never heard of him. Yeah. Uh Ryan Tannehill's not 
great. Uh, he was efficient, but he's not going to light up the stat sheets. Uh, I know he got you a rushing touchdown, but you can't start him. Derrick Henry, not efficient. 25 carries, 80 yards, but Derrick Henry scores because that's what he does. Um, and I, I went out there with DeAndre Hopkins, not knowing what was going to happen with him. I started Traylon Burks in the once and done, if my memory serves me correctly. Three for 76. This dude made some big plays. He had one really long one. Oh, yeah. And just missed scoring. So yeah. that was another that was another play. If, you know, give me that touchdown and Jay, Zay Jones, even one of those two, and we're doing all right. But it was not to be. Anyway, I, I can't start. Anyone not named Derrick Henry moving forward. Me I mean, I'm, I, got, I can't start the odds. If I'm on a team that's weak, I can. Flex. But on my team, I can't. No, I can't even play him there now. Like just your team, no. But a normal team, probably in your flex. I certainly don't want him as my wide receiver too. Oh hell, no way! Not with Tannehill throwing. Not with that offensive mindset of run, 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 run. Another one guy that lets you down after a nice first week and good showing is Brock Purdy. I mean, I know you did probably didn't start him, but I think everyone's rooting for the guy. Barely 200 yards passing, no scores. Uh, he did rush one in. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's the man. 116 yards, another touchdown. That run was just. Uh, he's so good. He's just so ridiculous. good. I know. Debo Samuel, uh, a rushing touchdown for him. Squeaky also. wheel. I told you he was going to get some yeah. play this week. And he led the receivers, six for 63. Only yeah. five guys got the pass. Um, from... They didn't have to. They were so far ahead in this game at one point. You know, Ella Rams were playing from behind the whole time. They came back though. I mean, Matthew Stafford, three hundred yard game for a score. The turnovers always his bugaboo. And Kyron Williams is the guy. He's the real deal. He looks great, which irritates me because last year, whenever he got drafted, um, I even said he was my RB five coming out, and you were kind of ho hum about it. And I was like, you know what? He's not exciting but he does everything really well yeah. coming out of Notre Dame. And, dude, here he is. Not only is he doing everything well, he's kind of exciting now. But uh, this is one game. And two games now because he yeah. did well, one as well. Six six catches, 48 yeah. yards, and a, and a receiving touchdown. Um, Tutu Atwell might be a thing, and I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, the thing Who is that he's scoring, Tyron, but he's got 29 carries for 104 yards, yeah, barely over not- three yards a carry. So it's not well, like he's, he's lighting up, but he has been scoring. Yeah, and he's getting the work in the passing game. Yeah. Um yeah. we thought Puka had a good game last last week. How about 15 for 147? 20 targets. He he set the all-time record for most catches in the first two games of a NFL career. 25. I love it, man. I, I got him in a couple of lineups. I was able it's to It's good until him. Cooper Cup comes back. It's going to slow down. It will definitely slow down, but it's not going away. There's huh. no way with how good he's been, there's no way they can just shove him under the rug. I agree. Um, somehow the Giants, who were getting the beat down by the Cardinals, came back to win it 31-28. to 28. The NFC East is going to be annoying all year long, um, especially for me. Danny Dimes, 300-yard day, two touchdowns, plus a rushing score. It was all in the second half. They, I think they were shut out at halftime, weren't they? Um, yes. Um yeah, I'm pretty they, sure. scored, they scored on the first drive. They were down 20 nothing and scored on the first drive in the second half. Yeah. Saquon got you a, a touchdown and 63 yards rushing as well as a receiving score. So Saquon, definitely a big bounce back game. Um, 
and then that was it. Darren Waller, I'm sorry, six for 76. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hyatt, rookie, two monster catches. Uh, he averaged 44 and a half yards per catch, and I think each catch was right about 44 and a half yeah. yards. You know, it wasn't like 60 yards on one and, you know, 29 or another. I mean, they were they were both real big plays. But uh, Barkley, unfortunately, no more. We'll see what Breida can do. And the Cardinals, Josh Dobbs didn't look terrible. Let's pump the brakes because he was pay- facing the Giants, and they're terrible. Yeah. But he looked all right. He ran the ball, trucked Xavier McKinney on the way for his rushing score, which was very embarrassing. Uh, and James Conner looked good, man. He looks he like he's got a little pep in his step. He's an older guy, dealt with lots of injuries, but – Man, 23 for 106 and a touchdown. Um, I guess he didn't have a catch, but that's kind of his thing. He does. Um, he did not. He usually does some work through the air. Hollywood Brown did get a touchdown. And uh, Zach Ertz, six for 56. He's like, he's a top 10 tight end, I think. Now yeah, he's got eight targets. Catches, yeah. And, you know, he's not doing a whole lot for you, but he's definitely catching the ball. I don't have much to say about that game. It's two teams that I think ultimately for the season are going to mean nothing. Yeah, it's it's the fight for Caleb Williams. I don't know but why. I do love Danny, Danny Dimes. Stop trying to win. You should lose all these games. Somehow, Kevin Reynolds, a guy who threw for 170 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions, yep. beat you in your league of record. Zach Wilson. It's- one play. Oh, man, that Cowboys defense is very frightening. And outside of that one play you're talking about where Garrett Wilson caught a pass and ran forever, two catches for him for 83 yards and a score. Without that, you are so sad with all of your Garrett Wilson shares. I don't I don't know what to think about that. He's a great player, but not many people can overcome Zach Wilson. Uh, and then Dak Prescott, the Cowboys offense just hasn't been asked to do much. Uh, I know C.D. Lamb went crazy, 11 catches for 143. He was – I don't know. How many targets did he have? 13. Because I knew it was close to 11. He he had to be close to 100%. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it's And then Tony Pollard, not efficient today, uh, but did get 25 carries. They better be careful, man. And he had seven catches. Tony Pollard had 32 touches. That's not going to hold up, Dallas. Not all year long. I think it could hold up for the year, but I think it will not hold up next year and the year after if he can, they continue doing it because he's young. Why would they do that, especially against the Jets? Like that—that's a stout they, they built that nice lead, and I think they just sort of ran him to death. Then afterwards, thinking like, you why have, not? We go Dowdle. You have Deuce Vaughn. Let them right. let them take the load. But he's up there. He's already up to always thirty-eight points on the season. Um, I tell you, else who's up there. Top 12 QB buddy, Sam Powell, led his team to a two-point victory, 35-33 over the Broncos on the road. All right, buddy. I love it. Two touchdown passes. That's great. Um, Brian Robinson, um, sorry uh, for you, Yeah, Kevin. yeah, we don't need to talk about that. 87 yards on the ground. And two, he's the guy. There's If you want to drop Antonio Gibson, I'm okay with it. Yeah, he did nothing. I know he he had a real nice catch and showed off his moves. Gibson did, but he had man, five that, touches the whole game. Uh, right, I know. And then Terry McLaurin, five for fifty-four, but he did find the end zone. And then poor Logan Thomas, man, this guy—he tries so hard. Yeah, he got cheap shotted. Did man, he did helmet to helmet, big time. Somehow held onto the ball uh, for the touchdown. You know who else is 
um, one of the top QBs in fantasy is Russell Wilson. He's like a top five QB or six or something like that. Yeah. I'd have to check that, but uh, 308 yards and three touchdowns this week will help, plus 56 yards on the ground. It's like old-time Russell Wilson when he actually run the ball. Unfortunately, Javante Williams only had 44 yards, and we just can't find the end zone for him, which makes me so upset, especially watching rookie Jaleel McLaughlin run it in. Yeah. After uh, Javante had two nice runs on that drive, and then yep. they get down. Then take him out let him yeah. score. Give it to McLaughlin. so irritating. Uh, Brandon Johnson, thank God for him, two touchdown catches. Who is Brandon Johnson, you ask? Don't know. Don't know. But but he plays for the Broncos, and he caught two passes, and both of them were scores. Uh, and then Marvin Mims, man, two That's catches. My boy. My boy. Yeah. You see him burning on that freaking touchdown? It looked like freaking Tyreek. We just need more work. We need more work from him. We do. Yeah, oh boy, that uh, was Dolphins. pretty. Yeah, it was. It really was. Dolph- and is he not perfectly suited for Russell Wilson's deep ball? I that think Russell a- Wilson's deep ball from three or four years ago, one hundred percent. I'm not sure if it's oh. what it once was, but it's not. But it still works. Yeah, it worked. Like- but when you're open by seven yards, I could hit you. That's true. Very true. Um, Tua was eh, kind of came back to earth after his monster week one, uh, 249 and a touchdown with a pick. Raheem Mostert missed it by a week. Good thing I started him last week and not this week when he went for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Average almost seven yards a carry against a Patriots defense. What? Why? did Why? Why? Well, you couldn't do this last week against the Chargers? I played him too, so let's just stop. Jalen Waddle, good thing he's on my team with his eight catches in two games and concussion protocol. Um, Tyreek Hill, only five. Uh, he was catches. your keeper. But he, he Waddle was, yeah. But he did score. Hill did for you. Um, he did. And then after that, nothing there. Uh, Patriots, Mac Jones, 231 and one. Not, not happy with that. Ramondre Stevenson scored. Baby, I love him. I don't know why I love Ramondre so much. Not efficient. Only three yards of carry, but he is getting the work. And uh, he, he did find him too. I did tell you all, start Hunter Henry. He went six for 52, and he was the one that catched the lone touchdown pass. And uh, that's about it. Nobody started Devontae Parker, so not worried about it. Hopefully you didn't start Kendrick Bourne either based on that. This was a borderline game. exciting game. Boring, you think so? yet exciting. Yeah, okay. It was, yeah. I don't, I wasn't excited. I was more I bored. Was. I was terribly excited. Excellent. Uh, Saints took down – oh, I'm sorry. The 2-0 and Saints took down the Panthers. Um, what was it, 20-17? to Derek Carr did not look good. He uh, – you got new receivers. You got new offense. It's going to take some time to click. I get it. He did not look great. Taysom Hill annoyingly rushed nine times for 75 yards. Jamal Williams went out. Um, after looking terrible, so Tony Jones Jr. came in. He'll also, be out for a terrible. while too. Yeah, he will. But scored twice. I don't know if you want to add Tony Jones Jr. Feel free. Kamara's coming back in a week, so maybe you need a band aid this week. Maybe Kendra Miller comes back, the rookie from TCU. I'd rather have him than Tony Jones Jr. Um, Chris Olave six for eighty six. I think I'm not sure he was targeted in the first half. Same with last week. It was the second half for him and the first half for Michael Thomas. It's odd why you wouldn't want to get your biggest playmaker the ball. I do, I know. What are, what are we? Did you see that too? 
just that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I know. But Michael Thomas is a thing, man. Seven for 55. He's not going anywhere. Um, Poor Panthers or Bryce Young. He doesn't look ready. And maybe it's not all his fault. But um, I don't know. Supporting cast. He has nothing. Miles Sanders is still getting the work, though. I'm, I don't know when I'm going to start getting worried. But he got 14 carries, which were... 11 more than any, or I'm sorry, 12 more than any other running back. Two bubble yeah. only had two. And he had three catches. I know it was only for four yards, but he's getting the work. And you you can't really play a receiver. Thielen, oh, seven for 54 and a touchdown. Yeah, but. This is just dart throwing on this team. You never know which one might yeah, be the guy that first. Right. And and Thielen's touchdown was lit the last second of the game. I didn't even Maybe. see it. Yeah. Right. 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 All right, and then the last game of the week was not a pretty one. Somehow the Steelers took down the Browns, and it's so sad because everybody loves Nick Chubb. Uh, Deshaun Watson, you mentioned this earlier, not good. Jerome Ford looked good. He's going to be the number one waiver ad this week, Um, even though Pierre Strong got the touchdown. Amari Cooper was 7 for 90. He scored way more than 10 points, dude. Seven for ninety. I knew he had seven catches. I didn't realize it was twelve point five. And in, in my league, where's I told it still wasn't enough to do it. Actually, I might have. I might have went one and one if I'd have played him over Hopkins. Yeah, I bet you would have. Uh, Jerome Ford, three catches for twenty five yards and a receiving score. Obviously, that's um, not going to happen uh, every week. But you'll definitely take it if for some reason you had to start him. Uh, Kenny Pickett is not good. 50% completion percentage. Blah. Najee Harris is not good. I know he averaged 4.3 in this one, but he looked like he should have averaged 2.3. He's the Jalen Warren looks so much better than him, but George Pickens, man, stole the show. Big, big touchdown. Was it a 70 something yard touchdown? 71. It was sweet. Four for one. 3.7 points on my bench. Yeah. So real quick, I know that's the last game. So we're done here. I want to talk about that. So important. We talk about it all the time. There are certain backs in the league that you must have their backup. In this case, Nick Chubb, the guy yes. in my league record, the four-star Ralphies. Right there he is. Drafted Nick Chubb late in the draft. Got himself Jerome Ford. He doesn't have to worry about somebody snaking him. I got Christian McCaffrey. Guess what I did in like the ninth or tenth round? Two rounds earlier than I needed to. I got Elijah Mitchell. Who had zero touches yesterday? Right, but he—that's fine. I don't that. understand. Zero. Well, I know he's because he's good. Because he's know. fragile as they come. It's uh, crazy. You wouldn't yeah. get him out of the game. So yeah, but if Mitchell plays, he's gonna get hurt. So you can't well, play unless. So you, you leave him on the bench so he doesn't get hurt, yes. knowing that if you do play, he's gonna get hurt. So what's the point of even having him on the team then? Nah, who knows? <laughs> it's <complicated. laughs> Um, here, so here's a, here's a quick little tip before we get into our starts of the week. Um, I got a, Dan Coons is in my league of record in another league I'm in. Um, uh, been friends with him for a long time, been doing fancy with him for about 15 years. One thing that him and I, he always does. And I used to do was let's say the one o'clock game start. You got a guy on your bench that you can drop right before the four o'clock game start. You drop that guy who didn't play in the one o'clock game. So you can drop him and then pick up somebody's backup in the four o'clock games. And then you do the same thing for the night games, the same thing for Monday night game, just in case I did it for years. 
it literally never worked out for me and whoever I randomly picked up, whatever. He did it with Jerome Ford this weekend. Paid off big time because he stuck with it. So that's a strategy to definitely use if your league allows it. If, yeah, because um, a lot of know, leagues don't. Right, but as long as in most uh, – I all of my Yahoo leagues, if a player does not play and is on your bench, you can drop them and add somebody else. So check it out. Check your league settings. See if that's a, uh, a thing you can do. All right. Starts the week. You ready? Yeah. I bet we have the same quarterback. It's got to be Kirk Cousins, isn't it? It's got to be Kirk Cousins. QB number one. At home baby. against God. the Chargers and the second most points given up to quarterbacks next only to your Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, they got smoked. Uh, the Chargers defense got smoked by two in week one. And this game has the highest Vegas point total by pretty wide margin, 54. So, of like course, he'll have 7.3 points. Yeah, definitely. What's uh, Who's your running back? Who did I have out there? Oh, I'm going after somebody that I think actually this could be a turnaround game. Najee Harris going against oh, the Raiders. Really? Uh, Raiders, absolutely horrible rush defense. If there's a game that maybe he could put up more than three yards a rush, this should be it. Good luck. Um, I'm going to a guy uh, that had a very nice week last week, Kenneth Walker, your boy. Yeah. He's playing at home against a Carolina team who's given up the third most fantasy points to running backs. And although there may have been some scoffing involved, Walker has been the unquestioned running back one in Seattle. He's looked pretty good, plus he gets his goal line touches, as we saw with his two scores this past week. You're going to love my wide receiver, by the way. Is it Jordan Addison? It's not. Because mine's Jordan Addison for the very same reason. Charge to the most points to wide receivers, couple them up with Cousins. How about your boy, Zay, Zay Flowers? At home yeah. against Indy. They've given up the second most points to wide receivers, plus – Baltimore's new offense has given Zay 18 opportunities. I think I mentioned that in the first two weeks, including some carries. He's the guy to have there outside of Mark Andrews. I he agree. Looks this, so good. This He's is on one of different... those. This is one of those trap games. I don't. I'm not looking forward to it because they're already in Baltimore running their mouths about how great they are after beating Cincinnati. Now this trash team comes in with all this freaking history. They don't know which quarterback's going to play. And this is one of those games that you end up losing 23-22 to 22 on a last-second field goal. Is the pupil going to beat the teacher in this one? Anthony Richardson going to take down Lamar Jackson? I'm not saying he will. I'm saying this is one of those games that I hope that they don't look past it. Okay. Who's your tight end? Oh, let me get back to where I was on that. On Oh, see, I really want to go Kyle Pitts here. Huh. Uh the, the Lions defense is, gives the up guy. the – I know, but that's the thing. They give up the third most to um, to tight end. So how about this? Atlanta tight end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Was this a kicker talk? <laughs> Atlanta tight end. That's who I pick. Okay. I go Pitts. I don't think Johnny Smith long-term is going to lead this team in tight end targets and catches and yardage. I do not see that. I do not see that carrying on. Uh, I'm going to dig deep here. I'm going to go with Cade Otten, Tampa okay. Bay Buccaneer tight end. He's the current tight end 18 with a whopping 10 total points. But the Philadelphia Eagles, my Philadelphia Dead Eagles worst. has surrendered the overall tight end one two weeks in a row. Week one was what Hunter Henry. What is going on there, dude? I don't Week get it. What is going on? Hawkins. 
Listen, Kate Otten is staring down the barrel of the best game of his life. Kevin, for some reason, unbeknownst to anyone, Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles organization completely ignore the linebacker position. Always have. I think they always will. I don't know. I It doesn't make sense to me, but it is what it is. Yeah. So start your tight ends against Philly. Yeah, he's going to help because we're picking him because you're picking him. I have two catches for 13 yards. I don't know, man. Against Philly, he might be able to do that with his eyes closed. Maybe. Who's your defense? Uh, what was the D that I picked? I picked um, – bum, 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 bum. Wait, I hold on, first. hold on. I'm looking for where I put it here. Good radio. It was – oh, it was the Rams. And here's why. Not because they're a great deal, although they have been decent. It's simply because I do not think that what's a balls will be playing Monday night, Joe Burrow. Oh, okay. So there's a little roll of the dice there. Uh, yes. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Jacksonville is currently a top 10 fantasy defense. They force six turnovers, and although he looked better this past week, they do face rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud in front of a Jacksonville Jaguar home crowd. I got gotcha. you. All right, sir. Anything else before we scoot out of here? You said Jacksonville is a top 10 defense? uh, Fantasy defense. Oh, just go to they score or something? Yeah, yeah. Just how many fantasy points they have. Um, No. Do I have anything else to add, did you say? Correct. No, I didn't. Who plays Thursday night? I can't remember. Uh, It's the Giants and Niners, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Maybe I'll get to bed early. You know, nobody I want to play in there. That could be a that could be a nightmare. Um, no, I've got nothing really. Let's see where these injuries pan out because, like I said, some of these things seem like maybe they're bigger than they are. Some aren't, and we still have to at some point figure out the Jonathan Taylor saga. Well, we got at least two more weeks. Yeah, UP's four weeks, so we're we're approaching it. Fair enough, friends. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure you uh, hit us up on Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube for sure. And we will get back at this thing in a week. Thanks. See you guys. See ya.